Hey everyone, and welcome to The Webline, a podcast about Spider-Man and his amazing world. Here, we discuss all aspects of our favorite wall crawler in a fun, informal, but informative forum. I am your humble host, the Spidey Librarian, and today we're going to do our second ever character deep dive with Miles Morales as our subject. My friend and webcomics creator Isaiah Broussard and I got together earlier this week and discussed this newest iteration of the Web Slinger and his impact on the Spider-Man mythos. I'll play that discussion for you when we get to the main segment, so stick around for a fun and enlightening discussion. Be sure to subscribe to the webline on your favorite podcast service and leave us a like, review, and follow where appropriate. If you're on a service that doesn't carry the webline, let me know just by shooting me an email at spideylibrarian at gmail.com, and I'll do what I can to get it pushed out to you. Now, before we do a daring dive into our timely topic, it's time to dish on the latest spiderific developments of the last week with our knockout news segment, The Bugle News Flash. We've got a lot of news items this week, a few revolving around Spider-Man 2. I suppose it helps that San Diego Comic-Con has been happening this week, so that's why we've got quite a bit of news. Surrounding Spider-Man 2, the upcoming video game that I cannot wait to get my hands on, on Thursday they did a little preview of Venom, including a little bit of a talk with Tony Todd and his take on the villain. But then they kind of just blew the door open on, I believe it was Friday, and showed the full story trailer, which I have watched and will be posting a reaction video to my YouTube channel in the near future. But wow, uh, does he look good. It looks like it's going to be a really good story. And it doesn't leave a whole lot of wiggle room as to who Venom actually is. There's been a lot of debate raging about, you know, is it Harry? Is it Eddie Brock? You know, I, I believe the developers have said it's not Eddie Brock, but I don't know that I always believe the developers because people lie sometimes. I will say that the story trailer does seem to, seems to confirm that Harry is actually going to be Venom in this story. So it may happen. It might not happen. We'll see. We'll find out on October 20th when the game comes out. Sony also announced a PlayStation 5 Spider-Man 2 bundle, which includes a themed console cover and then uh, themed controllers with the same design. Now, as best I can tell, I didn't get crystal clear confirmation on this, but it looks like the case is basically something like a wrap or something like that that you can get for your console. And then the controllers themselves, though, those aren't covers or wraps or anything. Like, you actually have to buy those controllers separately. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I mean, I want all of it, but can I afford all of it is the big question. So, But it looks like there is a lot of fun developments for Spider-Man 2. I cannot wait to play it. And hopefully you can't either. The Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse digital release date has been revealed. It looks like it's going to drop on August 8th on Amazon. And apparently you can already put in pre-orders for it. We still don't have any word on a physical release date. And of course, we still don't know anything about 
the release date for the actual release date for Beyond the Spider-Verse. They say it's March 29th. Nobody believes them. I don't believe them. We'll see what happens. Tom Holland has spoken about his apprehensions with continuing on as Spider-Man. He says that he is excited about the fourth film. I believe he is still like kind of in the midst of a break that he's taking from acting. But he is apprehensive because the the way that No Way Home ended, it ended on such a good note. They really kind of crushed it, knocked it out of the park, whatever superlative positive you want to use to describe it, that the temptation to leave on a high note is definitely there. So I am uh, hoping that he continues to stick with it. But I also understand, like, if he doesn't want to continue doing it, I mean, that's completely understandable. Actors do have a fear of being pigeonholed, and so we'll just have to see what happens. Finally, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is coming to Disney Plus on August 11th. Disney Plus continues to add Spider-Man and Spider-Man adjacent films to its holdings. I think this is a good thing. But I also think that a lot of people, um, you know, we, we want it all. We want No Way Home. We want Far From Home, and we don't have them yet. It does join the Raimi trilogy. It will complete the, the web duology. And then Spider-Man Homecoming is on there. And then, I mean, I guess Venom, if you want to count it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. You know, I'm a, I'm a Disney Plus subscriber myself. And I think that having all the Spider-Man films in one place is a good thing. I think I also have mostly purchased my own digital copies, like through Vudu. But that's just because I got to collect them somehow, right? And that is all the Spidey news for this week. Welcome to today's main segment, the character deep dive for Miles Morales. I had the opportunity to have a conversation with my friend Isaiah Broussard about Miles Morales earlier this week, and we got into his impact on Spider-Man and comics in general. We talked about him in other media. Uh, I talked a little bit about some of the more significant Miles Morales storylines and uh, just kind of got his read on them and everything. It was a fun conversation, and I'm about to play it for you right now, so if you'll hold on, we will start the segment. Enjoy. I'll see you on the other side, where we will wrap up the show, and I'll see you then. Welcome, Welcome to, to today's main segment, the character deep dive on Miles Morales. Joining me is my friend, Isaiah Broussard, a web comics creator and a fellow Spider-Man fan. Isaiah, how are you I'm doing good. today? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? doing pretty good. Very happy to be here and very happy to have you with me. Now, before we get going on Miles, uh, would you share a little bit about yourself with my listeners and uh, your your web comics, uh, Transletown, and any other projects that you're working on? Yeah. Uh, so as you guys all know, my name is Isaiah Broussard, a web cartoonist. Um, one of my longest running projects is called Transletown. It's about this kind of shy and awkward vampire boy and his best friend that's a slayer and the wacky, sometimes creepy adventures that they go on. Um, that one's actually recently wrapped up and um, I will be releasing the final volume for that 
um, within, within the next, next few months. months. Uh, other than that, um, on my website, brasscomics.com, you can check out some of the other works I've made. Um, there's an editorial satire cartoon called Crackers and White Wine and a fun sci-fi funky adventure called The Funktastic Adventure. And I just brought up the uh, the the icon for that character, so people can see uh, what uh, wh what he looks like. And I, I I dare say he 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 looks remarkably like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's that's quite unintentional. Uh, I I wish I could grow facial hair like that. Ah, okay. No, I the struggle is real. I I, I get that. I get that more than more than I care to admit sometimes. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about Miles Morales uh, in as much depth as we can get into. Uh, Miles Morales is a favorite character of mine, and I definitely remember when he kind of came onto the scene. I was really excited, but apparently a lot of other Spider fans were not. And so um, I, think, uh, I think the first issue that we're going to talk about with regards to Miles and his his deep dive and his impact on on comics overall is basically his introduction. Um, just just kind of the like how he came to be uh, like like how he, how he came to be in in the minds of the editors at Marvel. Um, so Isaiah, how much how much do you know of that process? Uh, so I know a bit about the process. I was. Um... I was a big reader of Ultimate Spider-Man, but I, I dropped reading the book maybe about a year or two before Miles became the main character of the series. Um, but in his inception and um, in his growth and popularity, I started researching kind of the, the, the creative process. Of him. So I know a little bit about it. My understanding is that the kind of like, mm, kind of epigenesis of Miles, the, the idea for a a spider-man character who who happened to be black was it it started in the minds of marvel editorial with the election of barack obama in in 2008 and that was kind of like like talk happened for a little bit and then it kind of died down and then when the idea of a new spider-man movie the the ones that eventually went on to feature andrew garfield uh, came out like when those talks started happening. Uh, basically, Donald Glover basically kind of repopularized the idea of a black Spider-Man by saying that, "Hey, I I would like to play Spider-Man." Essentially, and I just remember, um, you know, that that didn't happen, but I remember there was a whole kind of brouhaha about it. It was um, there were a lot of people who were saying, "Oh yeah, that's." That that that's a that's a thing that could totally happen. Why not do it? And then I remember the other reaction, and um, I I I don't know how Spider fans at large at the time were reacting, but I could tell you how some uh, some pundits on uh, on TV were talking about it, and how some people even in public office were they they were not happy. They were like, "What? Spider Man is a white man," and I was like. If you, you know, on the it, costume, it, it, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's so foreign thinking back to to those times where, um, you know, a, a recasting of a character as a person of color would be this talking point on, you know, news and political channels. And I, I find it great that we live in a time and day now where that happens less often. Right. We have um, 
Zazie right. Beats playing Domino now. Yes. Um, and then we had, um, you know, our third Black Catwoman. I don't know why people were upset about Holly Berry back in the day. Did they forget about Eartha Kitt? Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that that kind of doesn't happen anymore. But I, I think it's, I think it's really fascinating because I don't know how much I buy that the, um, the fervor over Donald Glover was part of the process just because the timeline seems kind of too close to each other and i also kind of remember that happening and it was less like less like donald glover being like yeah i'd like that role and more like one of those like internet fan casting things that really caught on i think it was one of those you know twitter things where or, or tumblr things where um an idea gets really popular and then it kind of gets into into our heads like like that was a true story, but I think I think that kind of started off as like a fan casting thing that that everyone was kind of like, whoa, Donald Glover really actually kind of works, and <laughs> uh, it finally it, it got around to Donald Glover, and he's like, yo, I'd like to do that. Um, and yeah, and 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 I think like I think what happened is the 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 fervor did die down, um, and I think as a nod, I I, I don't watch the show Community, but. Um, Apparently, I think the season two opener episode basically featured, like, as as a nod to that whole thing, uh, Donald Glover's character was basically wearing, like, a Spider-Man pajama suit. And <laughs> and apparently Brian Michael Bendis took a look at him and was like, he, he, look, he looks good. Like, like, and, and that's kind of where... Uh, at least popularly, that's 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 what initiated the let's make a Miles Morales character uh, to succeed ultimate Peter Parker after he, um, you know, after after he was killed. Um, so the, the story that I heard um, mm -hmm. about his conception that that um, and sometimes these when creators go back and they talk about um their creative process, especially when it becomes like a, a famous character. Some things get get a little um, exaggerated upon or maybe embellished a bit. But uh, I remember hearing that that the idea was going back to an old concept of like Stan Lee's that he wears a full face mask because anyone can be Spider-Man. But of course, in this day and age, like having Spider-Man be just like an average white guy behind the mask doesn't really represent that anyone can be in the mask. And so, like, I had heard that that's kind of, like, where they started with that idea is um, why they ended up picking a character of um, two national descents, um, you know, Puerto Rican, Black, American yes. um, for uh, the next Spider-Man. I mean, you know, that that's actually an interesting point that, uh, you know, like, whether or not it's true, it's kind of one of those things, like, it doesn't matter it's the the message within is still the more important point uh at least from my own standpoint so um now miles's origin uh he 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 started off as an ultimate comics character he he basically kind of appeared i think it was an ultimate fallout issue number four which unfortunately I wasn't uh, I wasn't reading and collecting comics at the time, so I don't have that issue. <laughs> but um, but I do remember reading it probably through like Marvel uh, 
what is it? Marvel Unlimited? I don't know. The, the app that you can subscribe to. I, I used to have a subscription to it. And what's funny is that after Peter Parker had died, um, you know, there were people that were like, you know, you know, giving tributes to him posthumously and everything. And then I think this criminal named like, I think his name was like Kangaroo Man was was <laughs> sticking up someone in an alley and this person in a Spider-Man costume appears and beats him like like actually beats him and then uh after he after he rescues the person upon whom the crime was done i don't remember if it was a mugging or something like that the person that he saved said uh look i don't want to sound ungrateful but i feel like that costume is in really poor taste (laughs) or something to that effect (laughs) and so there's this really famous uh panel of miles after i think he's alone and he he's pulling up the mask and he's basically saying maybe the costume is in poor taste. And um I just I just remember reading that and I just remember laughing because even though, you know, we've we've got this we've got this moment of this person replacing Spider-Man. This is supposed to be a big kind of, you know, really epic, you know, you would think serious moment and it's still it, it it's leaning a bit into the humor which to me is very very spider-man did did you ever did you ever read that scene do you do you know what i'm talking about no i never i never actually read um miles's first appearances in the comics at all Uh, but that is that is very brian michael bendis um i mean the the ultimate spider-man books that i read the original stuff was hilarious so oh yeah yeah and a lot of people have some issues with his dialogue style i i don't but um i just really like what do they call it? I, I think they call it decompressed or something, and and I guess that means like he takes many panels to to, to say little things in various scenes or or something like that. I, I I don't know, but I've never really had an issue with it. I kind of like the pacing for Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, Me but, too. but but when Miles took over, he basically, I I think he um. What did he do? He he basically asked, like, I think he found out who Peter knew. And I think he approached, like, Gwen, um, like, during the, the big funeral event and everything, um, which was, I don't know, that, that was epic for its own reasons. Gwen came back to life. What? <laughs> I remember her, so, so I stopped reading Ultimate Spider-Man probably around the time, I think she she was killed by carnage oh yeah oh oh wow okay yes um she was killed she was killed by the carnage symbiote but actually it was it was it was like it absorbed like all of her and basically became her and so it was it was just kind of accepted that that this was still Gwen Stacy yeah, okay. and I don't think she's ever like I, I I could be wrong, but I don't think she's ever like done the whole like done the carnage thing since then. I think I think it just kind of like she got killed and then like the symbiote kind of morphed into her and it was it had all her memories and I I, I don't I need to reread that because I, I could be wrong about certain details, but uh that that's what I seem to remember happening. But he he goes and he asks her, I think, like during the funeral, you know, he he asks her about Peter because you find out that he after he had gotten 
uh, his spider powers, he was actually in the fight that, or he wasn't in the fight, but he was, he was in the background during Peter's fight with Norman Osborn that, that eventually killed him. Uh, and he was really that you can go back to the actual issue and like see oh there goes miles or is that like a retcon thing i'm pretty sure it's a retcon but it's it's kind of one of those things where he was like he was in a position to help and he wanted to but he was also scared and decided to stay back and so peter died as a result and so there's 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 this guilt that he's carrying around and so you know, he's he's talking to, I think, Gwen at the funeral and asks about, you know, what kind of a person Peter was and everything. And, you know, Gwen was like, you know, he's he's someone he, he's someone you you want to live up to, basically. And and and, and I, I like that. I like that moment simply because I feel like it's at least somewhat replicated in Into the Spider-Verse um, where he's like he's got the abilities and he could potentially help, but he also was like, "I this is not who I am. I'm not doing this. I'm getting out of there." And um, I don't know. It, it was it was one of those moments that I thought that they captured really well in the movie. Especially, uh, it, it's a good example of not doing exactly what the comic book does, but but sort of keeping true to the spirit of that moment. Um, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on that scene? I'm, I'm going to assume you've watched into the Spider Verse by now. So yeah, I've seen both Spider Verse movies. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so my 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 thoughts on the scene is that um, the the movie has the benefit of ha- getting to weave an original story yes. through that concept, rather than um, kind of throwing it into an event that already happened. Right, because in Spider Verse, you get to see him get his powers. You get to see him interact with his universe's original Spider-Man, and be completely out of his depth, out of his element, not really understanding what's going on. And then Peter dies, right? Yes. And in that situation, it's it's less about like guilt and more about like, oh well, like maybe I can take this up. And then through the course of the movie, you see him go through this hero's journey of like, I don't know if I can live this life. And then it's like, no, this is what I want to do. And then of course, you know, his uncle dies and stuff. And then that gives him, because if you're, if you're Spider-Man, your uncle has to die. Uh, Apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the new Spider-Man makes that pretty clear. In in the Uh, comics, in the comics though, um, in, in the ultimate Spider-Man comics, before they kind of folded miles into the prime uh, comics universe, it's actually miles's father who dies and his uncle who who is the prowler in the ultimate comics actually is kind of like yeah like his uncle ends up dying because they fight eventually but but for a while his uncle is almost like his number one villain too because his uncle um knows everything about him and uh i i uh i like do do you remember how he gets um how he gets his powers in the comics uh, it comes from a a stolen spider, right? Yes, it's a spider. His uncle, I believe, I, I think he was looting at Oscorp, and uh, one of the spiders got into his satchel or backpack or whatever. And then when Miles came to visit him, the spider found him and bit him, and that became a whole like 
okay, I'm this this hurts. I'm gonna freak out and go discover that, you know, I can like I can do camouflage. I can stick to walls and stuff like that. And um and so. So like he loses miles in the comics, I swear. <laughs> Um, because like, if you go between the various medias, it, he, he loses different family members. So in the comics, he loses his dad. And And then I thought he lost his mother too. He loses his dad. He loses his uncle in a fight with him. And then he eventually loses his mother. You're absolutely correct. And then in the movie, he loses his uncle, um, who, who turned out to be not a, not a bad guy, really. I mean, like, you know, he definitely had his issues, but... Like, of, yeah. yeah, like, uh, I mean, that's the reality of, like, uh, criminals, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're, there might be a decent person inside of that. Yeah. And then in the video game, I think it's back to, like, his, his, his father dies, I believe, right? But when they mm-hmm. folded him back into the comics universe, I, as far as I remember, I think everyone is... I think his mom, his dad, and his uncle are all alive. And, you know, so it's kind of one of those things. And, and you mentioned you mentioned across the Spider-Verse uh, briefly. And um, I'm I'm very much kind of like, yeah, come on. Can't can't we have can't we have a universe where Miles doesn't have to lose anyone in order to grow as a superhero? What, wouldn't that wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be really that's nice? A, that's a superhero comics in general. Is a, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Died. Yeah. Like it's. It's kind of it's 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 kind of a, a bad trope in some ways. I mean, but, I, um, I, 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 I you know I understand it as it comes with the territory sort of thing, but I don't know. I feel like that is just so overdone, right? Yeah, that that's it's it's just cliche at this point. Um, I'd have to I'll, I'll have to check out some of the 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 run where his uh, uncle is one of his villains because I think what I really like about the movie um, or the movies is that family family is like he's really close to his family oh yes right um, yes and so has an extremely positive relationship with his uncle and i i don't i don't know if i like the idea of like that being taken away and it's too close to uh peter and osborne uh yeah because even <laughs> not blood related there's this kind of surrogate father son thing going on between them two th- those two yeah um and I, i'd rather miles have a a you know, an arch villain relationship that's not too similar to that. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I was, I, I did a, I did a tier list a few episodes ago of like Spider Man's Rogues Gallery, and uh, and and again, I love Miles. I think he's a great character. I think he's a wonderful Spider Man. But I, I remember thinking, I'm like, you know, I don't really, I, I would be hard pressed to put together a real rogues gallery for miles the spider-man in particular especially if you were to discount any of the spider-man villains that quote unquote belong to peter parker you know because he's faced off with the black cat he's faced off with i think like the rhino the scorpion you know and it's like yeah but you know and it and so it's it's like the prowler is kind of like like I would almost say, you pull the Prowler from Peter's gallery and plunk him into Miles's because that's really kind of one of his only real big personal villains, you know. And um, I, and and I realize that you know Miles has only been around for like twelve years. Peter's been around for like over sixty. 
So it's going to take some time, but I think I think by 12 years in, I I mean, I'm pretty sure Gwen Stacy had been killed off by that point to say nothing of the rogues gallery that Peter had by that point, you know? Yeah, I think the unfortunate situation that Miles is in is is that he's a legacy character and now he's in, you know, a new universe. Uh, essentially, I mean, I, I don't know how well he's folded in if he's just like one of of the universe now, or or if he is plucked from another universe at this point. Uh, well, actually, uh, we I guess I guess we're moving into the kind of the character development uh, segment of this uh, of this episode. And and um, did you did you read Spider Man? No. Okay, highly recommend that. That is an excellent story. It's where, um, it's where the Prime Comics Peter Parker uh, Earth six sixteen meets. He he actually gets pulled into the Ultimate Universe and he meets Miles, and so it's kind of them kind of figuring each other out and everything. It's wonderful. I believe it's by Brian Michael Bendis, and the art is by Sarah Pacelli. It's it's really good, and you know it's 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 a lot of fun, but you basically you get the story where you know Peter is like, oh my god, I'm I'm dead in this reality. He actually goes and he meets like Aunt May, and he's basically trying to get back home. And so Ultimate Nick Fury is aware of all of this and trying to help out. He and Miles fight the first time they meet because apparently that is just the thing you do when you meet someone for the first time in superhero comics. Yep. <laughs> and uh and i mean it's understandable uh, like who who are you why are you wearing a spider-man costume why are the colors invert you know like i get it you know and then miles is just like he's tiny in this one he's like 13 at the time so he's you know he's he's noticeably shorter than peter is um and it it the fight itself is is kind of hilarious but like at the end of the story peter gets back to his reality and he actually goes, huh, I wonder, you know, like, if my reality actually has a Miles Morales. And so he goes to, I think, Google and, you know, searches on Miles Morales. And this is like the one issue I have with this story. It just ends with Peter going, huh. And then it just ends right there. So it doesn't tell you one way or the other if there is a Miles Morales in the in the prime continuity fast forward uh, if, oh go ahead okay. yeah because i'm like okay but like ultimate reality miles is now in 616 marvel yes right? yes he is we fast forward a few years i think it was it was either during the second because they did another they did spider-man 2 basically and uh, I want to say I've read that one, but I'm not remembering the details of it. But I think it's during that one that you discover that Miles Morales does exist in Earth 616, but he's like BFFs with the Kingpin, essentially, and and <laughs> and has like helped Kingpin out like in the past and stuff like that. So when Miles from the Ultimate Universe, like during the Secret Wars and everything from a, from like I think a decade ago. They basically just kind of like, they mostly got rid of the Ultimate Universe. It just kind of disappeared. But they, yeah, they, it's yeah, not great after a point. Yeah, but they, they, they grabbed Miles Morales and I think one other character. I think it was like Ultimate Versions, Mister Fantastic or something, who was, who was like a villain by the time it all ended. But 
but Miles is folded in, and I believe at some point he actually meets himself and like his his counterpart, and so like those two um, are set against each other. I, I think multiple times, and so so I I, I would say that I, I would say that like those comics kind of deal with like Miles's evolution and and the idea that. Like this Miles, even though he very clearly, at least in terms of Marvel editorial, like belongs in this reality, he he doesn't like I don't know, he like he's he's still got someone who was here first. And so it sets up a lot of potential questions about like identity and, you know, who's who's the real me anyway kind of kind of situation. So um, but, uh, I, I, I haven't read them yet. I just, I know about them because, you know, I do a, I do a lot of research on these topics and I have seen like some covers of like, you know, miles facing off against himself and stuff like that. And I, I don't know. It's, it's all very, it's all very out there, but it's all very like, you know, maybe not quite clone saga ish, but like kind of a little bit, you know, it, so everyone's everyone's got to have their own clone saga, I guess. <laughs> right. The, the thing that feels really unfortunate about this, though, is is that Miles is in this realm as a character where he has yet to really have stories of his own. Yes. Separate <laughs> from the greater Spider-Man continuity, right? Which is why... He's yet to have uh, like his own unique arch, right? Like using the Prowlers. Well, that's already you know an existing Spider-Man character. Yes. Um, and then even coming into the main Marvel universe, I've seen that he's being thrown into like different team ups already. Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of like, well, no, let's let, let like let's give this character some time away from like it's it's like I get it. Like you want to put a bunch of the young heroes like Kamala Khan and Miles Morales together into in, in fun things, but it also means that he doesn't really get to start exploring his own rogues gallery, his own, his own kind of piece of the Marvel universe. Yeah. And the pro like, and, and unfortunately the issue with that is at least for the most part, um, the, the prime comics just have such like, they, they've got an entire catalog of like established heroes and established villains and so um not that they couldn't come up with new ones but like it's it it's probably a lot easier to just go oh let's pluck out armadillo man or kangaroo man or you know i don't know or or generic person who uses fire you know but it would be really nice to to have at least a couple of like i'm um, um, you know maybe new people who are just kind of like for miles at least like on the same level as like doc ock or yeah. venom or green goblin like just for miles you know like i think that would be yeah. really cool and i just i haven't seen any evidence of that so far i would really like that to be the case though because I, I really I, I don't know every every miles morales story i have read I've i've just always been like this this like this is a spider-man story you know there's the secret identity thing which you know you can argue that's played out there's the whole doing what's right even though it might not be easy kind of thing um you know the it, th there are so many themes and touch points 
that just make it feel like an authentic Spider-Man story that I really want for this character, the same types of things that, that Peter has had. And I'm just, I'm at, I'm kind of just wondering like how, how can that be possible in the universe that, that Marvel comics already has established, you know? Uh, yeah. That, that's why I'm kind of a big proponent of, of what's going on with the movies are just, just separate media for comic book characters in general, because you can kind of have a fresh start, right? It seems that the the theme of um, Into the Spider-Verse is kind of that, like, he doesn't have to have the same experiences as every other Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a big part of the second movie, you know? So, um, and I, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess touching on that one, like, I actually really like the idea of the spot becoming one of his big, uh, one of his big arch nemeses. Like, I, I remember when they said they were going to use the spot as a villain in the movie. And I was like, that's a brilliant idea, actually, potentially. But like, even, even I wasn't prepared for that like that story you know that 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 relationship i was like at first i was kind of like wait a minute what i created you you created me how and then then they told it and i'm like part of me was like okay i I feel like you're just kind of tacking this on but then i actually watched into the spider-verse after seeing across the spider-verse and you know what i noticed that's there huh is he there um, he's not there, but you know the spider that bites Miles? Yeah. Did it glitches. Oh. Did you notice that? No. I noticed it when I watched into the Spider-Verse after watching across the Spider-Verse, and I'm like, oh my god, they actually like like they they've made it so that it's not just I'm tacking this on. Like there's a yeah, justification. Yeah. Yeah, they probably weren't thinking about who the next villain would be, but they were thinking far enough that, like, they had an explanation for the spider to begin with. Yeah, and and so, like, I mean, I I don't even remember. Did I, did I put the spot in my tier list episode? I don't know if I did. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I want to say that I did. I can't remember. But I think at this point, like, with the movies, I think at this point, if I did a tier list episode of uh, Villains for Miles... I mean, I think the spot would be more appropriately put there now than on Peter's list, you know, simply just because they've established such a relationship between the two. Yeah, he's just kind of a villain of the week for Peter. Yeah, and he was a joke villain, you know. Um, I, I was I was actually I only actually recently discovered this. But do you know, do you know the spots like civilian identity? Um, no, I, I, uh, I don't have much experience with him in the comics. I remember him in the nineties cartoon distinctly. He, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's a scientist by the name of Dr. Jonathan Own, O-H-N-N, I think, or something like that. So think about his character and who he becomes, and then think about a, a particular phrase called Johnny on the spot. <laughs> That is apparently what the writers were thinking when they created this, or whoever, when when they created him. I, I don't remember who it is offhand, but 
Yeah, they uh, they 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 created him from a from a cute little phrase. So, but he was <laughs> he was a joke villain for a long time. Like he occasionally popped yeah. up in the comics as as a bit more serious and using the portals to a bit more deadly effect. But like in across the Spider Verse, I mean they they're making him a legit multiversal threat, which. You know, again, some a guy who can create portals, that makes all the sense in the world to me, you know? Yeah, and I love that he's still a joke, and he's still, like, he's not, he doesn't have the um, the gravitas of a big-time villain. He just kind of, like, falls into that because he's smart enough. Yes, no, um, and, and, and he uses that, you want to make a joke out of me? Fine, I'm going to prove to you how much of a joke I'm not. And by the end of by the end of that film, I mean, I was terrified of him. I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh, no, 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 no. You're 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 going to be you're you're my nemesis, okay? All right, we're nemeses, all right? <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. You wanted this. It's it's yours now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um. But uh, have you have you have you played the Miles Morales video game? I have not. Uh, so I don't own a a PlayStation. But okay. uh, you were mentioning to me that that the PS4 Spider Man game is on Steam. So uh, yes, uh, and so is Miles Morales now. Miles Morales is as well. Okay, so mm-hmm. those are going onto uh, my list of games to get soon. Yes. Okay. I think you're gonna you're you're gonna love them both. Um, the Miles Morales game is good but it's also very short compared to peter's game um in a lot of ways in a lot i'm sorry it was supposed to be dlc right Uh, a lot of people say that it should have been dlc um but yeah i actually recently did a live stream where i played it from beginning to end and i think that stream was like nine or ten hours long so it's it's a short game if you want to just kind of plow through it um, if you want a hundred percent it, of course it's going to take longer, but you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, you can, you can do that. Whereas I think Spider-Man is more like a 30 to 40 hour game. So, but definitely, um, I think, let me think. Cause I'll make my call. If Miles Morales is cheaper, I'll probably jump on that today. Oh yeah. You, I mean, you could probably get Miles Morales. I want to, I want to say it's like probably like 30 or 40 dollars so okay that's fair but uh but it's it's a good game it's worth playing and uh of course miles morales can do a couple of things that peter can't and and i'm not just talking about the bio uh like the venom sting and the um and the invisibility he's he's got those abilities um but he's actually got like a couple of move sets that were not available in the uh in the in the first spider-man game that you would think peter would be able to do so Oh, yeah, he can do. Yeah, Miles can do ceiling takedowns and stuff like that. So that's 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 fun stuff. So, but um, I played a lot in Ultimate Alliance. He was busted in that game. (laughs) So, um, what do you what do you think overall of like the like like Peter has got a bunch of like character relationships. Like he's got Aunt May and he's got Mary Jane and. Harry Osborn whenever he's not dead or in Europe or something and Flash Thompson and all that. And then Miles has got like his, his, his own, like he's, he's got his family for the most part. Um, at least in the comics right now, I think he's got everyone. I, 
could be wrong about that. Don't hold me to it. Um, but, um, you know, he's also got his friend Genki, mm -hmm. who is who is really, uh, really cool. Um, he's especially fun in the game. He's he's kind of like a uh, he's kind of like a social media whiz and develops like an app that people can use uh, whenever whenever a crime is being committed. They can they can ask Spider-Man for help. So he's 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 kind of like a he's kind of like a tech whiz, and he helps Miles out with his Spider Manning. He's 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 really like he's the real man in the chair. You remember from Spider Man Homecoming? <laughs> yeah. Like like first of all, Ned is basically Yankee. Like I yeah. and I, I kind of wish that they had just called him Yankee. Well, you know, I don't know. They they took Miles's friend and gave him to Peter in those movies. Is is kind of what yeah. they did, you know. Um, but, but like, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what Genki does. Like he, he does what he can to help Miles out, um, during, uh, his, his superheroing. And, um, then there's of course, like his uncle, uh, who's the, who's the prowler and all that stuff. But a lot of his relationships, I feel like, like they, they did what they could trying to kind of like set up kind of a a social structure that is similar to the one that Peter has, at least, at least, um, at first glance, and then try to go in different directions with it. I felt, what do you think? I, I feel like, um, the big difference that I, I, I see between miles, at least in, in movie media, which is what, what I'm more familiar with, mm -hmm. um, compared to Peter is that, Miles is more surrounded, right? Peter feels a lot more lonely, whereas his world consists of only um, his aunt. That's then, that's actually a really I, I really hadn't thought about that. Like I think I've kind of felt that, but it, I think you're the first person to put it into words. Like it feels like he's supported. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which, and even in the comics now, he has like he has Peter um, as like a mentor type character, right? Um, Austin. Which is one of the things that <laughs> I didn't like so much about, like, MCU Spider-Man, right? Because he is surrounded by it a lot. Right. Um, a lot of mentorship and stuff. And it's like, well, that's not really Peter. A lot of a lot of Peter's decisions come from guilt and loneliness. And I think, um, uh, I think that's the Peter we're going to get if they continue with that character in the MCU. He's, he's, got the, he's got the loneliness now, you know? Yeah, we'll we'll see. I kind of feel like I like the I like the last MCU Spider-Man, but I also kind of feel like like its conclusion was was leaving the door open to not having to deal with Sony anymore. <laughs> Fingers crossed, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it it was kind of like we will we will just kind of like leave this to being an open-ended conclusion. And if we get to continue to use a character, we'll we'll continue from there. So I don't know. I I don't know really what's going on with MCU right now. It doesn't really feel like they have like a solid plan for right now. Well, at present, um, at present, everything is held up by the strikes, so there's nothing going on right now. That's true. So, um, but yeah, like, uh, and I would like to see, and and even in the in the movies, right? He's got uh, he's got his he's got allies in the multiverse, um, with a uh, hobby and uh, Gwen and uh, yes. the cast for the first movie. Um, and so, and so that's, that's what I really feel from his social structure, structure is that he, he's surrounded by people that care and support him, 
whereas Peter, you know, he has the one family member. Um, and then he, he would have this whole long thing with the Spider-Man getting way of his life with his significant others type of thing. But then the other people that you see him in his life are people like J. Jonah Jameson, right? Um, <laughs> who is like, is he supportive? Um, at uh, least there's a, what's his name? Robbie Robinson. At least, at least he's around. Uh, being a nice guy. Um, but yeah, like like Peter's, even his social structure feels kind of oppressive and lonely. It's, it's funny you should mention J. Jonah Jameson because at least in the comics right now, um, Peter has actually unmasked to, to Jonah um, and, and told him who he is. And that, of course, just like exploded Jonah's mind. But once he <laughs> once he got over it, he actually started trying to like he's kind of turned he's he's done like a 180 in terms of his um his PR with Spider-Man and now he's trying to be like Spider-Man's biggest supporter. Oh, that's interesting. And and apparently he's not very good at it and it causes more problems for Peter than he actually solves and uh I've I've seen one or two instances of that in the comics. Um, I've I've only been sporadically reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man lately, but like from what I've seen, it's just kind of this like comedic like oh my god Jonah no why are you doing this kind of thing. <laughs> so so ironically, overly supportive like yeah exactly yeah exactly and and I think um, I don't know for for me that's just that it it's one of those things that I'm like. I like this. I, I like I like this little piece of evolution. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. You know, it, it'll get probably retconned next week or something. But um, but yeah, I, I think though, in terms of if you if you like the idea of Miles Morales being a more kind of like supported Spider-Man in terms of like you know the community and everything. Um, I highly, highly recommend you play the Miles Morales video game because I think you're going to see, yeah, I think you're going to see a whole lot of those themes in the game, and um, and 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 I really feel like it works, you know, um, it, it works out really well, and um, you know, I mean, if if that's your read on the character, I mean, you you've definitely got something. Uh, in common with the people who are writing these games and and you know the in the comics and everything, so um, I think I think it'll work out very nicely. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna check out the games now. Yeah, that it's on something that I can play. I I, I mean seriously, I, I, when you play it, I want to I want an assessment from you because <laughs> uh, again, I just got done. Like I I've had Miles Morales for like three years and. Um, I think one of the reasons that I didn't play it immediately is because I wanted to stream it. And at the time that it came out, there were all kinds of copyright uh, strikes going up on Twitch and stuff because there were issues with the music in the game. And apparently the music was new enough that there were stream streamers whose streams were getting like taken down midstream because of the music, uh, like some of the music that was in there. And, um, I mean, I have, you know, I, ha I have my own issues with that whole thing because it's like, if you're getting paid for your music to appear in the game, then I don't understand why you're copyright striking people who are playing it, but whatever. But, um, 
but I think enough time has passed that I played it and I didn't get any copyright strikes or anything. So, um, so that's, that's, that's why I recently played it and I loved it. And I was just like, you know, it's, it's the, the next Spider-Man game is coming out in October. And so it was a, it was an excellent warm up for the next game because in the next game, you're going to be able to play Miles and Peter and you'll be able to switch between the two. So, so, um, I think, uh, I mean, we, we, we were going to do a section of Miles Morales in other media, but I'm pretty sure we've covered that pretty, pretty well already. Um, what did you think of across the spider verse overall? Overall, I, I liked it a lot. Are we allowed to talk about spoilers? It has been nearly two months and I, okay. I personally have a two week embargo on spoilers for stuff like this. So <laughs> if you're listening, you know, viewers, listeners, if you are watching and listening to a Spider-Man podcast and you have not yet seen across the Spider-Verse, please go see it. <laughs> go see yeah, it. It's really good. So, and, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and just let that count as the spoiler time. If people want to go ahead and switch off now, they, they, they can have done so by now. So please go ahead, spoil it. Okay, cool. Um, I just wanted to know how much freedom we had, had to talk about the show. I didn't power the movie. I didn't know how spoiler free you wanted to keep it, but cool. All bets are off. Yes. So what did you think of it? Oh, I, I loved that movie a lot. Um, I mean, I've already talked a little bit about how I enjoy the themes of uh, Miles can be a different Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what this movie's setting up, right? Like um, Spider-Man 2099 is kind of like saying that every Spider-Man has to be the same. Right. But Miles is trying to find his way. And I can't wait to see what that's going to be like in the sequel. What did you what did you think? Because like I th this really I, I haven't I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it in this way. But like when when that scene hit, I was actually really kind of struck when basically my, uh, Miguel tells Miles uh, effectively, uh, you, you're an accident, basically, like like you are you're not even supposed to be here. And like. I, I, it, it just kind of made me go, wow. Like I can, I can think of kids who have had that, that thing said to them, you know? And, mm -hmm. and, and so like, I was, I was really just kind of like, dang, that is, that is a vicious thing to hear in that kind of context. Um, uh, like, I don't know, did, did, did that particular, uh, scene strike you in, in the way that it struck me or? Um, I, I don't, I don't think it hit me really hard. And I think it's mostly because Miles's reaction to it is, is rejection. Just like, kind of like, it, yeah, well, whatever I'm here kind of. Yeah. Like, like it, it felt to me like Miguel was trying to, you know, hurt Miles mm -hmm. uh, and it, it was ineffective. Right. And it, it is one of those things that I think if the scene was played as to something that was supposed to like that, that was going to be this harm to Peter or not Peter to, to Miles, mm -hmm. um, it, it would have had some sort of deep impact. But like the impact I felt from it is that, is that like, wow, Miles, uh, Miguel, you're being really petty right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely, definitely. It was it, it, it was definitely a thing where I was like, that is a terrible thing to say to someone. But yeah, like. 
following following on the tail of it very quickly was that's also a very petty thing to do in the act of a desperate person. So, um, yeah, he was uh, not getting his way, and he tried to be spiteful. Mm-hmm. No, um, but uh, yeah, overall, I also I also really kind of identified with Miles in terms of being angry at Gwen and Peter B and a lot of the other friends that he made and in into the Spider-Verse because he finds out, oh, well, not only did you have the ability to come and visit me and you never did, but then, like, there's been all this talk about him as the Spider-Man who, you know, essentially usurped another Spider-Man's destiny. And and so, like, that, that was the reason that they were staying away from him. Um, like, I, I really I really kind of identified with the moment where he's being chased by everyone and Gwen, who is very clearly like, you know, she she knows what kind of uh she knows what she knows how she hurt him. And she's trying to she's trying to do what she can to save him and, and she catches him on her web line and he like looks up and see who's caught him and just like that look that he gives her, you know, and then he rips the line. And I was just like, that hurt, but man, I get it. You know, like I get where he's coming from. Like, I don't know. Did, uh, what did you, what did you think of that one? Uh, that, that was, I felt that was powerful. Um, I felt that um, maybe, maybe Gwen didn't have it coming because there's a lot of it that Miles doesn't understand. Yes. about like you know her feelings about it or even like peter's feelings about it right like they're yes. they're trying to protect him in the best way that they can right um but he's not seeing it that way and he's like i don't blame him he's not in a position where he he can really see it that way um i think that uh peter and gwen have some work to do in the next film to um mend their relationship with miles um i think that something that all the Spider-Men are going to have to learn to do in the next movie um, is is to kind of reject the status quo, you know. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. Uh, if you go back to if you go back and and ever listen to the first episode of this podcast, my my guest at the time, um, Michael Hale of the of the KMP podcast. Um, he basically, I, I asked him, like, do you have any hopes going into Across the Spider-Verse? And he said something that really kind of resonated with me and I think kind of, uh, uh, kind of touches on what you've said, is that he wanted the, he wanted the movie to basically have this overarching message of, and I'm, I'm censoring myself here, but you know, basically screw your corporate storytelling, screw the way it's been, <laughs> screw everything that you wanted to happen. Like there are other ways to tell stories and this is, this is how it's going to be from now on. And, mm -hmm. and, and it was, it, it, it turned out to be very prescient because just a couple days after he and I, uh, you know, recorded that, that episode, you know, we each went and saw the movie and boom, canon events. And I'm like, oh, well, there's something you can flip the bird at right there, you know. And uh, Is this the same thing that you mentioned um, made the prediction about Miles in 10 years? No, the, uh, that was um, that was 
uh, Dan Gavazdan from the Amazing Spider Talk podcast. Um, I well, believe let me get a I definitely want to talk on that subject. Oh, go go for it, go for it. Um, so, in a in a previous episode, um, Dan Gavazdan, uh, which wow, that was that was, that was just the most recent episode. Uh, Dan Gavazdan came and guested on my podcast, and we got to talking about. Um, the most iconic Spider-Man stories, and of course, we ended up talking about the movies, including the the Spider-Verse movies. And uh, Dan said that he could see it in the next ten or so years, Miles becoming kind of the preeminent Spider-Man, the one that the kids are talking about when they say Spider-Man, as opposed to Peter Parker. And um, and based on what I have kind of gleaned, not only from my from my other friends that I've talked to about these movies for the podcast, but just from kind of the 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 media in general, I know there's ostensibly the idea that you know Peter Parker is and always will be Spider Man, but I mean I think there's a whole host of issues that comes with that, especially when there are certain amounts of development on these characters that um that reaches a certain point and then seems to get pulled back. And I feel like that is a thing that especially um, affects Peter. And I would say, I would argue to the, to the detriment of newer characters like Miles and possibly Gwen Stacy and things. So, um, but yeah, if you, if absolutely feel free to touch upon that, Isaiah. Yeah. So the the interesting thing about that prediction is that it's kind of already happening. Okay. Because, like, so they, they've changed Spider-Gwen's code name, right? She's Ghost Spider now. Yes, in the comics, at least. But yes. Yeah, she's even credited in the movie that way. Oh, is she? Yeah. I didn't know. That. Oh, wow. Okay, no, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. So, that like, once I saw that, I was like, that's really interesting. Um, are they going to do the same thing with Miles? And have they tried the same thing with Miles? And, and the comics have tried. They've, they've given him a, a terrible name at one point, Spy D. Um, oh, just, I think just, I remember that. Yeah. Um, uh. But what they also found was that in market research, that to a significant number of Spider-Man fans, Miles is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason why they've been finding it hard to kind of give him his new a new name. Right for 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 Gwen, it makes a whole lot of sense. She kind of needs a new name. Right, you can't call her you can't call her Spider Gwen like ever. Yeah, she doesn't even call herself that. Yeah, yeah. She's right, Spider-Man. it's just on the cover of the books. It's for our sake, right? As the reader, yeah. Um, to separate her from talk, every other Spider Woman. Yeah, talk talk about your meta narratives, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So so that one that that's a change that had to happen. But Miles doesn't have to change names because he's not in the same kind of situation and because everyone's kind of already accepted him as as Spider-Man. And I think what's going to happen until um, we reach that point where like and it's going to take things like and it's already happening with other media's movies, um, but it's going to take things like Miles getting his own cartoon um, and that just being the new Spider-Man cartoon for a generation. Right. Um, but eventually it's going to get to a point where 
Peter Parker Spider-Man and Miles Morales Spider-Man, at least in the comic books, are probably just going to be separated by an adjective. One would hope. <laughs> well, you'll have what? your amazing Spider-Man books, and we'll all know that that's, that's Peter, and then we'll have our ultimate Spider-Man books. Um, and everyone will know that that's Miles. Um, but for right now, there's, there's Miles Morales Spider-Man. So I know I know I've spoken about this in the podcast before, but I, I feel it also bears relevance here, though. I, I feel like one of the things that they could do to kind of help, like, like let this happen or help it along or whatever you want to call it is they could they could really kind of move Peter into um, if if not like a father figure role. I know that they've tried that and then retconned it and stuff. If if they would just kind of let him develop, if they would let him age, if you will, you know, and even if he doesn't take like a father figure type of role, at least like a mentor type of role, I feel like that would be a big help, you know, and it would it, yeah. it, it would also open up the possibility of new stories for Peter as well, you know? Yeah, I feel like the, the age of teenage Spider-Man is is over for now people. that Miles exists. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the comics, Teenage Spider-Man has been over for, for ages. Right. But but they've struggled to to give him growth outside of his like early late, late 20s, early 30s. Yes. Right. Um, and I think that Miles, now that Miles is here, they can and, and they have started trying to pivot him in that direction a little bit. I know that he's owned a big company at one point. It's kind of become like stark light. Um, well, that's and, that was temporary, and uh, it was it was part of the Parker luck that he lost it. Um, and and actually, that 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 corporation was actually formed by Otto Octavius when he was in Peter's pod. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then and then Peter came back, and suddenly he was the CEO of a big corporation, and then promptly lost it within a year or so. So, you know, I feel like they have to always reset Peter to being poor and struggling. I know. And, and it's, it's one of those things that I really wish Marvel editorial would, would move past. And, and I understand there is a certain interest in trying to kind of protect him and make him last as long as possible. Um, I, I, I get that. Like it's in their interest. He's a very popular character. They want to keep him around, but I feel like for the benefit of what they continue to create and evolve that you have to kind of have these characters if you want to maintain a certain amount of verisimilitude they have to be allowed to to grow and and to to age you know yeah yeah it's but, like uh, the x-men are, are, are a pretty good example okay right um because they get new blood frequently yes Yes, they do. Right. So, so characters like Cyclops have, have gotten to mature in age since his inception in the 1960s, right? Where mm -hmm. he was a teenager back then. Right. Well, now I, I don't know what's going on with current X Men. It's been a while. But, um, you know, the last stuff that I was reading, you know, he's, um, you know, one of the figureheads at the school. Yes. Yes. Right. So that's kind of what I would like to see more from Peter is this this evolution from, you know, struggling hero um, that is now well, well, well respected within his community. Um, 
I, I, I just I kind of think it should be a point where like he is a member of the Avengers and Miles is the one having the, the street level. Adventures. The one who's on the ground. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that could be an interesting setup and, you know, um, it, it could be fun. And again, it 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 would be beneficial for Miles narratively. And I feel like it would be beneficial for Peter as well, you know, because new types of stories, you know. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. You don't have to leave them struggling and dealing with the same loss all the time. How many times has um, Aunt May died? <laughs> um, and now that I've now that I've thought it, I have to say this out loud. Like I thought of Peter as a mentor, and the for some reason the image of the image of a coach came into my head. And so now I'm thinking like Peter Parker should be should be you know you know Marvel's version of Ted Lasso. Which, <laughs> uh, you know, like that, like that. That's that's such it's such it's such a wholesome and 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 funny show. But like in some ways, I could see that working for Peter. So I could see that working a lot because like Ted Ted has his, his issues as a human being as well, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. I could see that that is that is that is the perfect comparison to to. I mean, like, and we kind of see that in into the Spider Verse with the Peter from the other universe. It's broken down, Peter. He's like, oh, I'm going to help this kid out. <laughs> My life's a wreck, but let me help this kid out. Right, you know. Um, no, it's it's uh, it's just one of those things that I was like, oh, yeah, that could be a thing. What do you, what do you feel overall um, is the big kind of uh, impact and, 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 I guess, legacy that, that Miles has thus far created in the, what, 12 11 or 12 years that he's been on the scene um like i mean this can be just st stuff that uh is personal to you or just uh wider impacts on comics in general um what what what, what does it what does it mean um miles uh eventually popping onto the scene at marvel for you um so so first of all visibility of marginalized groups Mm -hmm. in media right like it's it's a big thing that you can have um you know this half black half puerto rican kid uh yeah be the new spider-man right um and i think that's trickled out a lot into other media right with um like the flash tv show and um wally west being black right um <clears throat> pardon me um so so that's that's one of the biggest things is that I think it's it's made it easier and more acceptable to um, bring more characters of color into the mainstream. Um, I remember I had a conversation with, with, with someone a long time ago who was like, why would the thing be, you know, changing a character into a person of color or, or having a person of color adopt someone else's legacy why not just make up a new character well like historically it's really hard for new characters to pop off it is really really difficult in the world of comic books um it just it just doesn't happen very frequently uh otherwise they'd be making up new characters more often um and so that's a big thing i think he left the door open to characters like kamala khan um so i i, I feel like that's his biggest legacy there mm -hmm. um other than that like bringing something that 
feels modern um, in, in, into comics, right? Like the art style and the culture that is on display in um, the Spider-Verse movies is yes. modern. No, absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, between him and, and Gwen Stacy, everything feels like, like it's, it's for uh, current youth. Like they can, they can relate to that. Um, and, uh, and in ways that characters that have existed since the 1960s just can't do. Just, just can't do. I mean, Peter Parker is a, an image of a stereotypical nerd from the 1960s that in honesty, that nerd stereotype never existed in the first place, right? So harder thing to kind of latch on to. What, what, what's easy to latch on to, Peter, are his everyday man struggles, right? Um, yes. But Miles feels like a modern youth. And, and I, I feel like we need more of that and we are getting more of that. I think Kamala Khan is, is a perfect example of that as well. Um, and so, yeah, those, those are the two big things that I feel that, that Miles has, my, uh, has his legs. My, my previous guest, um, Michael, uh, from the, from the very first episode, one of the things that he said to me that really kind of clued me in to, to why his, cause he's, um, uh, he, he, he's, he, he works at a college. He works, he works with college students. And he said that one of the things that r really help uh, kids identify with Miles Morales, that, um, you know, that they never got that, you know, that, that ability with Peter Parker um, was the, um, the kind of like the, the, the lottery system essentially that that miles goes through early in in his comic where he gets into brooklyn visions academy and there's like you know there's there's like you know you have to qualify for a slot and then it comes down to like okay uh who gets picked and who's not gonna go essentially and apparently like that particular piece of miles's story is something that enough of his uh like that enough of his students identified with to go like, Oh, okay. This is, this is something that I really like that. I, I, I either know about it or I've been part of it, or I know people who have been part of it. And, um, and so, you know, it's just kind of one of those reasons, like, and I'd say a pretty big one for why people, particularly younger people are going to identify with, and support Miles perhaps more than than Peter Parker in in the long run, mm -hmm. you know. And so it was it was just one of those things where I was like, that's that that's actually very insightful. <laughs> so okay, well, um, I think uh, I, I think we've more or less gotten to the conclusion of this uh, segment. Uh, Isaiah, do you have any anything else that you would like to say just about Miles Morales in general? Um, any 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 points that you would like to make? Any stories that you um, perhaps enjoyed from this character or anything? Uh, you know, um, I can't wait to see what the next movie's gonna bring about. Um, that cliffhanger was amazing. Uh, yes, so it was. I am, um, you know, 
hoping that that movie comes out really, 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 really soon. Uh, other than that, the only thing I have to add is that um, if any of you guys have not played the Ultimate Alliance games on um, or Ultimate Alliance game on Nintendo Switch, right? I'm going to shill. I had a lot of fun with it. And Miles is busted and he can carry you through the game. <laughs> Super <laughs> No, he was he was a fun one to play. Um, yeah, I, Isaiah actually carried me through Marvel Ultimate Alliance three a few years ago on my birthday. I was doing a big, a great big long stream, and he joined me to play uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. It was a lot of fun. So, but um, okay, well, Isaiah, I just wanted to say thank you for coming onto the podcast and talking some Miles Morales with me. Um, and uh, you know, I. Uh, I, I do these, I do different segments, um, for my podcast. So, uh, if you ever want to come back and talk some Spider-Man with me, you are more than welcome to, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, thank you for being here and, uh, yeah, have, have a good one. You too. Okay. Give me just a moment. All right. And we are back. Uh, thanks again to Isaiah for joining me for that discussion. It was a lot of fun. And of course, I always enjoy doing these character deep dives and, you know, many of the other segments on the podcast that I do. Uh, I believe that brings us to the end of the show. Again, my sincere thanks to Isaiah Broussard for guesting with me this week and providing his insights on this excellent character. Hopefully you had as much fun listening to us dig into Miles' character as we had in making it happen. If you enjoyed this episode of The Webline, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on my YouTube channel, simply named Spidey Librarian where the podcast is live-streamed regularly and where I maintain a playlist for the live streams. The webline is also available on audio services, so when you see us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or another such service, please leave us a review and rating, and if you can, follow us. You can find me on my socials under the name Spidey Librarian on Threads, Twitter, Instagram, WordPress, and Twitch. And finally, if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can contact me at spideylibrarian at gmail.com, where I'll be happy to hear your thoughts, rants, and ideas. Who knows? Your email might be featured in an upcoming episode. Uh, Isaiah, my glorious guest for today's episode, is active on both Twitter and Instagram under the handle at ibrusardart, I-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D-A-R-T. T, and his webcomic, Transeltown, is available at the Brass Comics website. I'll have the link in the show notes and the live stream description. Be sure to join us next Sunday on the webline, where I'll be flying solo for a special topics episode. The subject will be the upcoming and unofficial August 1st holiday we all hopefully know and love, Spider-Man Day. Thank you for listening. And until the next episode, I'll be wishing you a good day.